0: Welcome to ABC, Abigaveni Baptist Church, building faith and friendship. The Bible says in John chapter 1 and verse 14 that God became flesh, human, and made his dwelling amongst us. Wow. I mean, just think about that for a moment. God became a human and lived on earth amongst us. But why? Why would God leave heaven and take on the nature of a human and come and live amongst us? Why? Well, there's a story of a a young boy, a little boy, who loved ants. And he had an anthill outside the back of his house. And every day he would go to the anthill, he would go to the ants, and he would shout, I love you! I love you! I love you! But the ants never got the message, because they were ants... And he was a little boy, and little boys can't communicate with ants by shouting at them. So he did more than just shout. Every day he would bring out some sugar, pieces, little pieces of bread and other goodies, and he would give them to the ants. And as the ants were devouring all these goodies, he would shout, They for me! They for me! I love you! I love you! But still the ants did not get the message. And what I didn't tell you was that this little boy had magical powers. And and he was able to transform himself into anything he wanted to be. So you know what he did. In order to communicate with the ants, there was only one thing for him to do, and that was to transform himself into one of them to become an ant. And that's what he did. He became an ant and he dwelt among them. And he told all the other ants about the boy. He told them about all the good things the boy had done for them, about how much the boy loved them. The other ants couldn't help but be curious and ask, well, how do you know so much about the little boy? To which the ant replied, because, ah, And the boy are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the little boy. One of the reasons, there are many reasons why God became a human and made His dwelling amongst us. But one of the reasons was simply to tell us how much He loves us. For in John chapter 3 and verse 16, The Bible says, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. Jesus came to tell us how much God loves us. You see, if Jesus hadn't have come, we wouldn't have truly and really have known how much God loves us. And that is why we celebrate the birth of Jesus how are you going to respond to this love of God that is expressed through the birth of Jesus? But the verse doesn't end there. The verse continues and it states that whoever believes in Jesus shall not perish but have eternal life. Another reason why we celebrate the birth of Jesus is because Jesus, in Jesus, we experience life. Eternal life. And eternal life, according to John chapter 17 and verse 3, is to know the only true God and Jesus whom God has sent we are in a relationship with Jesus, and through our relationship with Jesus, a relationship with the one true God, then we experience eternal life. And eternal life isn't merely a life that never ends. It implies a quality of life. And this quality of life doesn't only start after we've died. It starts at the very moment that we enter into a relationship with Jesus. You see, Jesus didn't merely come to reveal God to us, though He does. He also came to show us how to live life to the full. And it's when we, with the help of the Holy Spirit, start living the way Jesus lived and start becoming more and more like Jesus, that we begin to experience that quality of life, that eternal life. I can remember when I was still at school, before I became a Christian, an evangelist came to our school and he said, if you were to die today, where would you go? Would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? I was 16 I didn't think I was about to die. He then said, well, you probably don't think you're about to die. He got my attention. He then continued, but when you leave school today, as you're crossing the road, you could get knocked over by a car, and then where would you go? Would you go to heaven, or would you go to hell? When I left school that day, I wasn't a Christian. Because his talk did nothing for my spirituality. It did a lot for my road safety. When I left school that day, I made sure I looked left, I looked right, I looked left again. made sure no cars were coming before I crossed the road. It did a lot for my road safety, but it did nothing for my spirituality. Because I'm not a Christian because I'm afraid of death. I'm a Christian because it's the best life we can possibly live. And it's just a huge, it's a massive bonus that we have a hope of eternal life after death. For Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full. And that's why we celebrate the birth of Jesus. A third reason why we celebrate the birth of reason is because Jesus came to clean up our mess. He came to die for us. For on the cross, Jesus took all my sin, all my guilt, upon Himself, and He dealt with it. So that I could experience forgiveness, that I could experience life, eternal life. And it's the same for you. If you were the only person in the whole world Jesus would have come and died for you because He loves you and He wants a relationship with you and He's got plans and purposes for your life. There's a story of a couple of soldiers during World War I when they, the battle had settled into trench warfare. One night a young lieutenant ordered his soldiers to cross the field and attack the enemy. Obeying the lieutenant's commands, the soldiers slowly snuck out of the safety of their trench and began to crawl towards the enemy line. All of a sudden, gunfire rang out and bullets were flying in almost every direction and the frightened soldiers jumped up and ran back to their trench as fast as they could and hid for safety. When the gunfire ceased, there was a still quietness in the air except for the moaning and groaning of one man who was left behind, wounded, He kept crying out for his friend George, begging him to come and rescue him. In turn, George kept pleading with the young lieutenant to let him go, but the lieutenant kept saying no over and over again, trying to explain that it will be a foolish rescue attempt that he's already lost one person. And he shouted at him, he said, No, I've already lost him, I don't want to lose you also. But George kept pleading and pleading until eventually, in frustration, the lieutenant said, Oh, okay. If you want to go and get yourself killed, go ahead. I'm tired of your whining. If you want to die, go ahead. George inched his way out of the trench, slowly started crawling towards his friend. He grabbed his friend slowly dragged him back to safety. After he had thrown him in over the edge of the, t- of the trench, he fell in on top of him. But it was too late. He was dead. The lieutenant shouted, George, I told you there was no point to your bravery. You risked your life. You put the whole unit in jeopardy. And for What? I told you there was no point to what you did. George, you're a fool. George answered, I am not a fool. For when I got to him, he was still alive. And his last words were, George, I knew you would come. I knew you would come. And God has proved his love for us by coming. In our despair and in our hopelessness, God left the comfort and the safety of heaven and came to us and died for us to give us life. And unlike the story of George, he didn't come too late. He will save us. For He has come that we might have life and life to the full. That's why we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You. Thank You for sending Jesus. Thank you for expressing how much you love us by becoming one of us, by becoming to us in Jesus. And Father, we thank you for life, for eternal life that we now experience because of Jesus. Amen.